Can I rant for a sec? Please. Pay apps are way too public. What happened? Some rando hearted a payment from five months ago, and I realized people can see my entire history, who I'm paying, like full names. It's super weird. Yeah, it's weird. How are you paying your friends then? Apple Cash. It's all in messages. You can literally send cash like a text, and it stays between friends. Random people can't see it. Did you just pay me a dollar on Apple Cash? <laughs> Services are provided by Green Dot Bank. Member FDIC. Terms apply. Hacks is back for season three, and so is the official Hacks podcast. In each episode, Hacks creators Lucia and Yellow, Paul W. Downs, and Jen Statsky speak with cast and crew members to unpack the Emmy-winning comedy series. You'll hear Hannah Einbinder and Gene Smart speak to their on-screen dynamic, along with stories from the show's writer's room, on-set antics, and creating the world that Deborah and Ava inhabit. Watch Hacks, streaming exclusively on Max, and listen to the official Hacks podcast on Max or wherever you get your podcasts. Whether it's her first Mother's Day or her 40th, she deserves more. Shop tons of stunning on-trend jewelry for every budget at Diamonds Direct. Diamond fashion jewelry, beautiful birthstones, everyday pearls, starting at just $200. Commemorate the real loves of her life with a gorgeous pendant featuring the birthstone of the one who made her mom. This Mother's Day, Diamonds Direct has everything you need to say thank you. Diamonds Direct. Your love, our passion. Online at DiamondsDirect.com. I'm Katia Adler, host of The Global Story. Over the last 25 years, I've covered conflicts in the Middle East, political and economic crises in Europe, drug cartels in Mexico. Now I'm covering the stories behind the news all over the world in conversation with those who break it. Join me Monday to Friday to find out what's happening, why, and what it all means. Follow The Global Story from the BBC wherever you listen to podcasts. Looking for some amazing TV to stream? Indulge yourself with the hits on Hulu you can't miss. Dive in with Barney, Ted, Robin, and the gang on How I Met Your Mother. All nine seasons are now streaming on Hulu. Then you can move to Modern Family, Schitt's Creek, and My Wife and Kids. We're talking every episode and every season of these shows. We're talking huge hits, streaming on Hulu, whenever you're in the mood. Now we're talking. Hi, I'm Kate Berlant. I'm Jacqueline Novak. And this is Poog. An ongoing conversation about wellness between two obsessive friends. Two untamable intellects. This is our hobby. This is our hell. This is our naked desire for free products. This, this is Poog. Today's topics, loosely speaking. Alpinism. The back dive. Arf Redman. Two, one, we're recording. Morning Poog. Good morning, Poog. morning Poog. I actually, this morning, I had to set an alarm for morning Poog. You couldn't risk what had happened last week. Exactly. And I um, <laughs> set the alarm. I got to be honest, it hurt. I went to bed too late. I was I was asleep at 1 a.m., which I know is a normal time to, to go to sleep. But for me lately, hmm. I've been dozing early. Wait, so what time did you fall asleep last night? One? One. Wow. Yeah, I've been dozing early as well. What time are you um, dozing? Well, for me, 11. But Oh, yeah. I love an 11. Yesterday, I had nine and a half hours of sleep, and that's my favorite amount. (laughs) Oh, yeah. Well, I used to, you know, I always had to prepare for 13 (laughs) hours. That was my natural waking point. 13. 13 hours. I'm going to bed at two. Guess I'll be up at three. Oh, my God. I mean, it was unsustainable. I was fired. (laughs) Yeah, that's that's not sustainable. Here's a question. I just want to hit real quick. Please. So as you can see, I have some lip color on. Okay. 
I'm truly fresh out of bed and I, the, there's a visual element to poog and I always forget it and I just, I need to well, start I, doing something about it. When you said that recently, I thought you meant, because it reveals how bored you are by me. <laughs> In that video, you're utterly bored while I'm no, like no. trying to show you the thing and it's, it's very That's funny. It's so horrifying because I'm never bored by you at all. I'm so exhilarated by you. But I will admit, sometimes my face does flatly. No, there's a flatness to my expression. I just mean like the visual of it. Well, don't encourage me, okay? So then I'll even, I'll go harder into the bore. But here's my question about lips. So anytime someone does my makeup and I feel where they're doing the lip line, they are going outside, outside what my lip is to me. Yeah. My understanding is that, and this is so like puritanical, it's like I'm only allowed to add color where there already is color versus no. when you feel the lip, right? You're allowed. I know. The place where you feel the lip begin to raise, arguably you could say that's sort of your unpigmented lip. relatively lip. Unpigmented lip. And yeah. that it's your every God. I mean, of course it's your right to draw the line all the way down to your chin, whatever. That's fair game. But you know what I mean? I think they have legislation against that actually. <laughs> but, um, yeah, no, of course. It's always weird to feel that. I um, I had an impossibly chic friend of mine be like, you never draw outside the lip line, ever. See that? I'm glad to hear that. Cause, and I trust her with my life. Do you remember like makeup artist Bobby Brown? You know, at least I believe I, this has stuck with me. Makeup artist Bobby Brown says something like, you know, accentuate. I had her book about makeup as a teenager, but continue. Okay. Yes, so <laughs> accentuate you know, your, your features, you know, so I have sort of small lips. Okay. And I used to feel like from the television show, perfect strangers, they talk about thin lipped Larry and he had thin lips and I was like, Oh God, it's me. But like my lips are pretty small you know, and they can really disappear. But if, and I always feel like if I line the truth of what my lip is, if I line it as it is and fill in the color, it looks like nuts. Cause it's not, like it just looks like this tiny, weird, like if you actually follow the lip line, like it just looks, I don't know, it looks weird, but I'm like, but that is my lip. So technically speaking, if I'm going to go with the Bobby Brown philosophy, it's like line it as it is. You know what I mean? Like instead of us trying to, everyone trying to, you know, chase the same ideal and whatever. I think you line it as it is. I mean, because those are the things that, you know, your specific qualities Right. That, I mean, duh, they make your you, but like they literally, (laughs) like it reminds me of almost like, you know, giving your child a name that they can, you can guarantee they'll get the URL later. It won't be taken already. I'm I'm having my brain delayed. Say it again. So like you name your child like Rigatoni Loof. Arf Redman. Rigatoni (laughs) Arf Loof. (laughs) I don't know if you heard my Arf Redman. That's what came up. Arf Redman? (laughs) (laughs) But what? But wait, how does that relate to the lip line? God, I'm I'm really not firing today. No, no. Morning poop is a risk at times. Continue. So when you realize that you're uh, maybe even things you didn't like about yourself are unique and you decide to lean into them instead of try to round off the corners of yourself to be more like others or more like what you think the ideal is or whatever. Like that's become valued 
in some ways more maybe than it used to be. Where it was Absolutely. all about keeping up with the Joneses. You know, now it's, you know, standing out, making your mark. Making your mark, yeah. But so, you know, to me, me drawing around the truth of my lip line, even if I think it looks ridiculous, you know, would be me leaning into my specific, you know what I mean? Idiosyncrasy. Like, it's the same as the original name. Instead of naming the kid Anne Smith... <laughs> Yeah. You name it R. Redman. <laughs> and so instead of me trying to make my lips look like other people's lips or something like that, I lean into it and then and then I have this signature. Yeah, no, that's You get the, to then have the signature. You get to have... Of course, that's the art of it all. Yeah. And to have a signature thing like that, it's almost like, like caricatures, you know? Well, like my... I actually forget because I have, you know, so much hair. I have a big old head of curls. And I forget... That that is, mm. I, I forget that that's my defining characteristic, right? Like that's, and that's, I feel so alienated from that. Well, totally. That's how people clock you. Like, oh, right. I have a huge head of curly hair. It's not how I consider, I don't, it's not what I think of as being me. Of course you don't, because it's like, well, what, what I think it is, is what you, you can realize what shorthand people have been using to recognize you. And so if they don't know anyone with your specific hair, it's the most like distinct thing. That's what they're going to spot you in a crowd. And then they're kind of like not going to see or memorize your face in the same way. Right. It's just going to be the hair. I just had for breakfast some incredible sourdough toast with wow. that incredible butter, the French butter that Anthony Bourdain always talked about. It's like a big, it's in a circle. It's like $12, you know. Oh my God. Wait, what's it's it sublime. called? It's called it's something French. I'll figure it out. All right. Everyone's going to want it, including yeah, it's me. Yeah, it's in a big gold circle. Whoa. It's really heavenly. It's like, it's like cheese. Like you eat it like cheese. Like you spread mm. it like, it's, it's unreal. Do you drag, do you drag a knife and does it do that thing when you drag a knife? So this I keep in the fridge. I was raised not to refrigerate butter, which is very chic. It was one of the things, it was one of the European. first moments of like, I'm different. Yeah. <laughs> My parents are different. I was going over to people's homes and they're cold, they're cold Protestant butters. I knew you were going to make it Protestant. <laughs> You're such a bigot. It's just I know. And I was like, I was like, I was like, get that out of there. You're supposed to spread, you're spreading butter. Like why? And so, but this butter I'm keeping in the fridge. And I haven't really inter interrogated why. I think it was recommended to do that. Anyway, the point is I had sourdough bread, incredible sourdough with the butter mm. with homemade, John Early made the most incredible Meyer lemon marmalade. Oh it's my sublime. God. sublime. He made marmalade. He made fucking marmalade and hell? it's <laughs> so good. And um, you want to hear something about, about canning stuff. I freeze in terror. I've, I've had dreams of fermentation I've had, I read the book. I remember, um, this is actually pre-pandemic. I remember <laughs> in like a three hour period becoming obsessed with the idea of making my own sauerkraut. Yeah. Yeah. And like reading about it and being like, I'm going now to, to the market. And I went and got the jars and I got everything and I got home and then I froze cause it said like sterilize the jar. I know. Right. That's and where I was ends. nearly threw the jar out the window. Cause it was like, I can't take my life and the life of others in my hands right now with the sterilization no. product, pro, uh, process. And people say, oh, no, you just, it's simple. A dog could do it. It's like, I know. No, actually, it's, I'm, I'm quivering. And so I abandoned the sauerkraut. I ab abandoned my dreams of fermentation. 
and I never went back. And so even, even with, cause to jar marmalade, you have to also sterilize the jar. No, you just throw it in there. I don't know how it fucking works. I mean, well, who cares? I it's jar I'm going to eat very quickly, but. Did he, he canned it? That's a whole thing. Canned it, it was in should a jar. mean it can sit on your shelf. Okay. No, this was, My, show, no, no, no. I opened it and then of course it has to go in the fridge, but. But it was yeah, shelf it was, stable before. Honey, I believe it was shelf stable. Did he say I him? should ask him. I should ask him, but I'm pretty sure. I mean, because my opinion, my sense is that I don't know. I think if you, unless you're adding some kind of literal preservative, right? You're just throwing it in a jar and just deeply like dishonoring, not Wasn't letting sugar John, in the preservative. One would hope. I mean, one would hope. But yeah, I don't. I I haven't heard that. <laughs> I just. I mean, as an effective. <laughs> I just love, like, he doesn't get to defend what it was. And I'm like, he just throws it in a jar. There's all that oxygen. There's all that air at the top. He closes it. It's rotting from above. Right. Kate thinks it's shelf-stable because it looks like something she's gotten. Right, right. No, but when I opened it, I believe it clicked. Mm. Okay, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to interrogate him on this. But the jam was great. He'll have to really, post it. He'll have to post it. I stand. Yeah, it was... It's really nice. I mean, I, I always overlook jams. Typically, I find mm. them too sweet. But a good mm. jam, my God. Oh, my God. A well, tart jam. When it cuts against exactly, it needs to cheese. Cut. Are you kidding? When it cuts oh, against oh, a cheese. Oh, honey, when it cuts. God. I used to just go to restaurants, do a bit of writing, and um, mm. get a charcuterie board because you could sort of eat that at a slow pace and I don't know it's different than just a plate of chicken you're really riding. inspiring me I really as I embark on some writing myself mm -hmm. you really oh, are yeah. this versed writer you know and I just <laughs> you're because like I think to myself I, I I can never work in public like I can't mm. take the laptop and too embarrassing I, I can't do it yeah Fancying and I just yourself a writer it's just I just can't do it I just can't do it I need to be alone. And so well, you used to be but, afraid to get in the pool alone. So but I know exactly. I think I can push past it because I am. You can. I find I prefer to be watched than not watched. <laughs> so right. the witness helps me. You know, it's the it's the age old thing, right? It's so easy to clean when someone's around. It's easy to organize your closet if you're talking to a friend, you know, mm. if they're physically in the room with you. Right. It like makes the pain of it less. Uh, no, I, I, I don't even know if that's so age old. I think that's pretty fresh and blunt. Oh, really? Oh, great. No, being, if I'm, if you were to right now stand here and we could talk, I could do anything. Oh, I could do fucking anything. <laughs> this is actually huge. Couldn't be more true. The babysitting, the, the babysitting, but being witnessed, you're more real to someone else. Like my self-concept elevates like I mean, the other it's one cooking is, show. When I cook, I narrate right. my own cooking like it's a cooking show. Right. I mean, not always, but ninety-eight um, percent. <laughs> and you handle. I think you can handle challenges when they come up because you're um, you're going like you're like oh and yep that can happen sometimes. Um, yes. Yes. No. Like, it, yeah, that can spill over the edge, and you just grab a little paper towel and you just wipe it. You don't even have to turn <laughs> off the stove. You can usually I mean, be careful. Exactly. Folks, it's incredible. So I, I imagine, that. oh yeah, with yeah. writing, like if I like, now I'm like, whoa, what if I went, what if I just tried to suspend the humiliation, the feeling I have of being tacky, if I took my computer somewhere, sat there, ordered a charcuterie board, mm -hmm. I think I could do anything. Like that makes me feel like I could do fucking anything. 
Well, that's why I've been doing it for, for years. And that's why. Okay, will you train me? I gain 60 every time I'm writing, but, but it's, it's. You what every time? Spend 60? No, gain. Oh. <laughs> it's a rude, rude, but like, well, let me tell you a little more about this. Will you take this, me? This, yes, this is a, okay. I'll lift you, I'll carry you into the world. Okay? Where are we going? The proper? So there's, there's a few, yes. Okay. We're going to the proper. I've already reached out asking if the lobby is one where, cause I do. So, so, okay. okay now I'm, I'm fucking, oh, sorry. I just got COVID sad. Keep going. I'm like, we can't go actually. We can't go right now. And that's fine. Uh-huh. Okay. But there are other, again, there are Jack other then. ways to create romance and witness even in their own home. Okay. <laughs> well, I, I similarly Ooh. do time lapse to, um, to motivate me. So like I used to in my studio in New York, that was, you know, I don't even know if I ever let you up there. Cause it's like one of the smallest studios. Yeah, I was, I was up there. The 71st street one. Yeah. Okay. Once, so, twice, <laughs> maybe three times. Not the one where we had Pinkberry. No, I know. Okay. I don't know if it's relevant. You clowning. I mean, I think it's hysterical to your it personality. It was one of the hardest times I've ever laughed. No, but before that, well, there's two things. You come over, okay, you haven't spent a lot of time around partner, lover, comedian, my boyfriend, Chris, Laker, yeah. right? And you're, you're a clown and your, your eyes are searching until like, like I, it's almost as if you don't relax until the first time you've made someone laugh. Which is very true to myself. Right? So you're looking, you're, you're being funny, you're being yourself and you're sort of, I see your eyes sort of darting over to Chris, almost like, where are the laughs? Yeah. <laughs> yeah, it feels familiar. And Chris is pretty like, like like muted in, you know, facial expressions in terms of like, he's not giving a lot of, yeah, he's not giving a lot of like whatever. Um, And so you're, you're almost cranking it up, like, like to see where the thing is. I just saw it. I just saw it. And so you had to go, it was almost like you went hard. Okay. Yeah. And so you're talking about seventh heaven and you mentioned the youngest, the youngest girl, the one with curly brown hair. What's her character's name? Ruthie. Yeah. (laughs) You're like somehow we're talking about seventh heaven and you're like your eyes are over Chris and you're like oh yeah the youngest girl Ruthie always subtly asking for dick <laughs> and like Chris like like cackled you know what I mean no, no. yeah oh my god I do vaguely remember like you like had to like sexualize a child isn't that hysterical I never forgot in order to get a laugh yeah yeah which, anything which, but a laugh anything and it's still one of the funniest things I've ever heard anyone say <laughs> you're like the youngest child subtly asking for dick okay oh my god and, uh, so terrible and you know i refuse to say trigger warning but i guess we could have a sound effect you know what i mean ding dong okay uh no <laughs> a few minutes before no we, we no yeah we enter at your own risk is more more what it is life's hard wear a helmet <laughs> so then and I feel like, I, I don't know, if, I feel like we've tried to tell this anecdote. It was just, we were ordering Pinkberry. Oh, we were yeah, deciding we were whether or not, we were ordering it in because it's such a revelation, the fact that you could order in Pinkberry. So we were getting it delivered and we were deciding whether or not to get topics, to- toppings. We started to put together the order. And I had this moment where I was stressed out imagining the two cups arriving and us trying to figure out whose was whose and what if for a second it was wrong and you got a bite of mine and you know, then then you're just fucked. (laughs) It's ruined. And I just said to you, (laughs) it's you and me. It's a really strong memory. Food, making food decisions, right. Is is, is like, is like this intensity. And so it's like, 
And you and I was like, no, 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 let's not, let's not do it. Like, let's order the exact same thing, like as each other, right? Raspberry coulis or whatever. Yeah, yeah. You know, they pour on it. I was like, I was like, no, no, because no, there's gonna be that moment where we're looking at like, eh, is that mine? <laughs> yeah. And, and we, you're like, yeah, 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 don't do it. And then and then we died. We erupted, and it's one of the most uh, one of the greatest <laughs> memories of laughter I've ever had of us <laughs> screaming. I remember laughing so hard. I remember even in my mind, Chris like looking at us like we were dying. It was it was. I love that. It's absolute bliss. No, those moments are 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 few. They're all they're all we have. I think speaking of all we have, I think we have to go to break. Wow, we have to go to break. Always on the clock, Caperlin. Always, always looking. We'll be right back, folks. Can I rant for a sec, please? Pay apps are way too public. What happened? Some rando hearted a payment from five months ago, and I realized people can see my entire history, who I'm paying, like full names. It's super weird. Yeah, it's weird. How are you paying your friends then? Apple Cash. It's all in messages. You can literally send cash like a text, and it stays between friends. Random people can't see it. Did you just pay me a dollar on Apple Cash? <laughs> Services are provided by Green Dot Bank. Member FDIC. Terms apply. Hacks is back for season three, and so is the official Hacks podcast. In each episode, Hacks creators Lucia and Yellow, Paul W. Downs, and Jen Statsky speak with cast and crew members to unpack the Emmy-winning comedy series. You'll hear Hannah Einbinder and Gene Smart speak to their on-screen dynamic, along with Hacks writer and actor Pat Regan, on how their improv experience helped them when shooting scenes and what it was like writing scripts for specific actors. You'll also hear from crew members like the costume designers on what it was like creating the world that Deborah and Ava inhabit. Hear stories from the show's writer's room, on-set antics, and more. Watch Hacks, streaming exclusively on Max, and listen to the official Hacks podcast on Max or wherever you get your podcasts. I'm Katia Adler, host of The Global Story. Over the last 25 years, I've covered conflicts in the Middle East, political and economic crises in Europe, drug cartels in Mexico. Now I'm covering the stories behind the news all over the world in conversation with those who break it. Join me Monday to Friday to find out what's happening, why, and what it all means. Follow The Global Story from the BBC wherever you listen to podcasts. This is it, your moment. This is your time to make your comeback with Purdue Global. When you come back with a Purdue Global degree, you create opportunity for yourself, your family, and your future. It's a degree you can be proud of, a degree that employers will trust and respect. Purdue Global offers working adults like you over 175 flexible degree programs to meet your specific career goals. These include associate, bachelor's, master's, and doctoral degrees and certificates. Purdue Global degree programs range from nursing to business to communication and more. Whatever your interest, we have the degree that will move you forward. You have the knowledge. You have the experience. Now it's time to get credit for the work you've done and earn the recognition you deserve with Purdue Global, Purdue's online university for working adults. You know you're worth it. We do too. So don't wait another second to get the degree that will take your career to the next level. Start your comeback today at purdueglobal.edu. Looking for some amazing TV to stream? Sink into your couch and indulge with the hits on Hulu you can't miss. We're talking some of the greatest comedies of all time, absolute must-watch shows. Dive in with Barney, Ted, Robin, and the crew in How I Met Your Mother. All nine seasons of How I Met Your Mother are now streaming on Hulu. Don't want to find out how he met their mother? Then go back with the Dunphys. 
the Pritchetts, and the Pritchett-Tuckers in Modern Family. Start over with the Roses on Schitt's Creek. And see what's up in the Kyle household, in My Wife and Kids. We're talking every episode and every season of these shows. We're talking huge hits streaming on Hulu whenever you're in the mood. Can you even watch all this? We think so. Head on over to Hulu and start streaming today. Now we're talking. And we're back in. We're back. Um, I was telling you yesterday, I, you know, I'm always fascinated by your past life oh, yeah. um, knowledge and feelings and <clears throat> you having been a sea captain in a past life. So I am so, and by the way, I'm so captivated by free soloing and like documentaries about <laughs> free soloing climbing. <laughs> Then I'm like, that's, I think I was that, but then I'm just like, oh, you mean the most obviously fascinating, like I take it as somehow sparking a past life memory in myself, whereas it's like, no, I'm just compelled by what anyone is compelled by because it's unfucking believable. Right. Like, 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 uh, like, like, well, well, you know, the classic sort of, oh, you think you were Cleopatra or, you know, everyone thinks they're Cleopatra. Everyone thinks they're right. And it's like, however, I do have an argument for that one. Are you ready? Yeah. To legitimize it because they have to be like I'm like maybe Cleopatra's energy soul wise right was so big that actually that energy can repeat in multiple people they're all drawing from the same Cleopatra well oh I like that soul. and kind of exciting but wait I want to hear about you drawn to free solo because you mean climbing without a carabiner so free soloing <laughs> for those who don't know yeah it's climbing without any kind of uh, rope. So you're just on the mountain, stuck there. And you watch and that documentary, right? So I saw Free Solo in theaters and was in awe, even though the, the free soloist is like mm, insufferable. Like he's kind of a, you know, he's, I mean, God bless him if he's listening, huge fan, but he's like, and the documentary kind of covers this. He's like, yeah, you know, as you would imagine, like utterly strange. Um, it's tearing apart his relationship. Yeah, yeah. And then so this new documentary I just watched on Netflix, is it Netflix? Called The Alpinist. Oh, oh baby. I or is it HBO Max? I saw I don't that know. And I was Oh, promise me you'll watch it. Promise me. I'm gonna rewatch. I and this guy is like so electrically charismatic and what's really beautiful about him is that he so free soloists, um, you know, typically they film themselves, they post it, they have these kinds of like online personalities. He rejects that entirely. Right. And mm. people are like trying to photograph him. He's like, do not film me. Like that's not free soloing. I'm not alone if someone's filming me. And he has this like deeply real, you know, it's like the spiritual, it's just Whoa. like him and nature. And he does these unimaginable climbs. And Wait, they're so like in the Alpines, like in snow. He's he fucking free soloing on ice is he is he um does he have to hack away at the yeah shit? Is he it has that like a pick he has like a little pickaxe, pickaxe thing yeah and he's like and it's ice like it makes you watch it and you're just you know breathless and i was watching him and i was like i could get used to this i mean he's like very charming <laughs> and and absolutely alien and it is this feeling and yeah. oh, oh, you'll fucking love this no when you're like what would you say used to this did you mean the climbing life or did you mean life with him he's hot <laughs> yeah yeah no like to him kind of like I, at first I was like right no and then and then actually it was more just like one there's like one scene where he's hot <laughs> but um <laughs> I'll never you just the way you say hot okay like <laughs> hot is so the antithesis of your sort of you know New York 
you my know intellectualism. What I mean? it's, it, yeah, it's it's the it's the it's valley the, girl in me, baby. It's the valley girl in you that I just remember. I was the first one in New York to spot it on you. Yeah, to spot that I was from LA. That I love the mall and I love palm trees and a soda. Just like yeah, that you're yeah, yeah. you love the mall. It's such it's such an important part of you that you know the country. You know they well they're not they're not actually contradictions. That's, that's the whole point. Thank you. No, you see me, and thus you free me. But um. <laughs> Okay, so you're going to love this. This is not a spoiler. Um, he had, like, as a kid, really, really intense ADD. And his mother, which, and this, like, convinced me. I was like, I'm homeschooling my kids. Fuck it. He was, yeah. like, homeschooled because he was, and the mother mm. was like, ever since he was a little boy, he was captivated by rock climbing and stories, like, books about adventures and nature. She's like, I just kept buying him these books, and he just was reading them, reading them, reading them, obsessed with them. Beautiful. And he was like, I want to climb. And so she was like, okay. So she let him, and she let her, like, teenage son go free solo, and, and she would be, like, nervous and scared, but she was like, I couldn't contain him. Like, he had to go do it. Wow. And he talks about the presence you know, this is like, I guess obvious, but it's pretty like you have to, he describes free souling as like the only time he's able to be fully present. Right. Like, yeah. cause your, your life is in your hands and you're, and yeah. he, and this is what's so remarkable about him. Cause this, this other movie, like this kind of around these free soloists, soloists, there's this hyper kind of like, you know, masculine, like r risking it all. And the fear and your life is right there. And he's like, I'm completely relaxed. He's like, I approach it as one thing fun oh my god and it's like real like he has and you watch him they, they eventually of course do film him and you watch right. him scaling these fucking mountains and it's like really beautiful he's like super fluid his motion and he's just oh like god. grinning oh my god like it's it's crazy anyway go watch the alpinist um i was deeply moved no i'm just taking this in i for can't a wait second. to rewatch it have you ever done any rock climbing okay so I, of course, was like, I have to do this. So, oh, and, then, and then yesterday I was on a walk and I <laughs> pretended oh. that the walk was a mountain. Yes. I was like, I'm free soloing right now. But totally. I was like, of course, there's the, I'm not even going to say it, you know, the cheesiness of like, no, I do free solo. Like, like, like I am on the rock. I am on the side. I'm a stand-up comedian. Is 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 free soloing. It basically is about what everyone does. Like, like. Well, being a doctor basically is being a, or, you know, that's not the right one. Anyway. No, no, being a surgeon actually is not free. So well, right. I was going to say like something else like, well, being a doctor is like being a rock star or something, but, but you know, that's not a good one, but like no one would try to say that, but like I have done a bit of rock climbing. That's what I I'm trying, trying to lean towards. Okay. Oh, sorry. Rock climbing. Okay. So I've done, I've done. As a kid, a million years ago, I did the, some of the indoor rock climbing gyms, like for Los fun. Los Angeles, once again. For fun, obviously. What else would it have been for? Business? What? Training. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I was paid. Um, <laughs> but that was fun. And I was talking to a friend recently about getting back in that rock climbing gym. But are you oh mean to God. tell me that you've actually been strapped to a rock, like with the ropes? Yep. Yeah. Holy shit. Where? I when? I want to tell you about it. Tell so, me everything. So in... Uh, in high school, I went on one of these sort of outward bound type things, Ooh. okay, that involved a couple days of rock climbing. And it was in Colorado. Gorgeous. 
You start crying. (laughs) Yeah. yeah. (laughs) And I'm just like, I'm trying to contain it. So, because I'm like, so we're driving up. I see the face of the mountain. It's shocking. I can't imagine. (sighs) Okay. You're just, you know, just the sheer size of mountains. I mean, that's the thing, right? That's what makes the mountains. (laughs) All right. Um, No, that's what makes the mountains. I mean, I've always, mountains, I remember as a kid, someone was like, scale, ocean or mountains? Mountains, without even a question. Well, but you grew up in Santa Monica. But I'm so. a little oceany lately. The last few years, the ocean has kind of revealed herself to me. I experienced. Okay, well, we're gonna have to get into that, and we'll talk about <laughs> Blue Mind, a book I read about. Oh yeah, you mentioned the benefits that. of being in near or around water. Oh, wait, oh in, man, near or looking at. I don't know. So. I think also blue mind could lead to madness. Like I actually don't <laughs> like, I, like I'm imagining right now if I, cause I, I know someone who lives in a, an apartment on the mm-hmm. o- ocean. Like mm-hmm. she's lived there since like the eighties and it's like her, Slowly losing out, her mind out her window, <laughs> <laughs> but out her window. I'm not kidding. It's just blue. It's unreal. I like love it's just that. ocean. Like truly. Right. I've like, seen that like nothing on the edges, like a square of a square of ocean. It's, it's outrageous. And yes. And the tide, like if the tide goes out, you look down and you see, God damn. And this is, I mean, I've seen it in my own eyes. Starfish, Jacqueline, starfish clinging to the rocks. Like, I mean, you could just weep, but then often it's just this, this monochromatic, this panel of blue. And it's, it's really surreal, but I think it would make me crazy a little bit. Like I'm just imagining, like, like just like you head into the city to meet a friend for lunch, like you head deeper inland, okay, and you're just sitting there rocking, like, like your yeah. friends, like, why are you rocking? And you're like, I'm not. Yeah, exactly. That's but what it would do. Like, their body is t- like the just undulation now rocks. of the waves. Yeah, undulation. Well, there's balance, of course. You know, we need water, we need rock, we need fire, we need earth, right? <laughs> <laughs> That's what they, the ancients tell us. I like to look out and see what I see, which is the Scientology building. <laughs> Earth? Yeah. <laughs> really? Not a joke. No. Wait. Earth? Oh, no, sorry. Ether and air has always been a confusion point for me because in certain systems, they separate them. You know what I'm talking about? Into the ether. So, so like, it'll be like earth, fire, water, and air, okay? And then it'll be like ether. Oh, ether. Oh, oh I've never what? heard that. Or wind. What? It's like It's like, I don't know, it's like, you know... I try, lay out all the systems and then like try to make them overlap. But wait, hold on. Pull me back. Rock climbing. Rock climbing. Approaching so the face of the mountain. And I'm terrified. Um, I'm looking at this thing. I'm like, I'm looking up. There's people up there. I can see them. They're like tiny. Wow. And I'm just like, I'm going to die. Like, I'm just yeah. like, death is here. Like, <laughs> I'm like, this is exactly how it always happens. Like, I'm like, these fools, you know, the hubris, right? Yeah. They think, you know, oh yeah. Okay. And then like, no, then we're the accident, you know, like, and, and I went out and I sat on this rock and I just made peace with death. I sat there and I kind of meditated and made peace with death. Like, were you like 13? Order, probably 14, 15. Wow. Let's make peace with death at that age. Well, I mean, I, I literally had to. Yeah. <laughs> you grow up fast when there's a carabiner and a rope being handed. You really grow up fast. So, and there's some guide, <laughs> you know, and, and we don't know him, but we've been introduced to him. They tell us a terrifying fact. Are you ready this? Uh-huh. So, you know, a carabiner. Yes. Little metal hook Oh, thing. God. Yeah. Okay. Carabiner, if you drop it, just standing there, just drop it three feet, right? And you pick it up, it looks fine. You throw it out instantly. Oh, okay? fuck. That's cool. Because cool. there's an interior thing that can shatter and it doesn't look like it's shattered. Oh. 
and your carabiner will drop you to the earth. Okay. Oh, fuck. And so now I find that completely unacceptable. First of all, how? I know. Get back in the fucking factory and figure it out. Yeah. How is that? I mean, unless it was a lie, and I'm sure that, I mean, the Poog listeners will know and they'll, they'll speak up. I mean, as you know, we don't, we don't check for facts while recording. Oh, that reminds me, I just want to say General Patton did not die of an apple cart. There's a moment in the movie where he almost gets hit by an apple cart and says, wouldn't that be funny if I got hit by an apple cart um, after all these years of war? But he did die in some kind of traffic accident. Um, Okay. That's how, you know, that's how Barth, Roland Barth died. Or no, is that, or is it um, Borges? No, I think it's Barth. He, uh, Bart, he (laughs) died crossing the street, like from his teaching job or something. It was like hit by a bus. I mean, there is an elegance to just sort of getting in. I think there is something deeply intellectual about just being hit by a bus. (laughs) (laughs) Well, it lends your life. Just quality. You know, what did Nietzsche, and I I say Nietzsche, let's get real, but you know what I mean? I don't care if it's not. How did Nietzsche die? I was just imagining, no, I was just thinking of this like Nietzsche thing of like, like at the height of wisdom is laughter, you know, like because of yeah. the absurdity of it all or something. And um, and so I feel like if you're sort of this philosopher and you get knocked out by a bus, it's kind of like there's an elegance there. Yeah, it's true. Well, that's an a big absurd question. Death, we you should be really, slammed. we should find a way to embrace the absurd death so we don't all have to live well, in I've fear always, of, you know, the roller coaster accident. I've always been obsessed with dying, being hit in the head by a coconut. Oh, right. Yeah. You've expressed that fear. I like almost so much that I'm like, is that going to happen to me one day? Like, because it's interesting to think what would be the ultimate way to die. Oh, this is funny. Was this with you? Oh, this was with you, Jacqueline. Have we talked about this on Poog ever? You asked me, or we were talking about this. (laughs) We were talking about this as friends at dinner or something. And you were like, we're thinking about if we could construct our perfect death. And I just kept seeing myself in my parents' bed, dying in my parents' bed. Oh, no, 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 right. no, that's not what it was. I know what it is. <laughs> the world's going to end. You asked me, yeah. What would you do? Okay, the world's going to end, you know, in one day or whatever. Yeah. What do you What do you do with that day kind of thing? Such a, such yeah. an obvious, what was this, a first date? Jesus. Yeah. No, but yeah. it, it is an interesting question. And you're like, run home to my parents' bed to die in their arms. <laughs> yeah, I wanted to die in my mom's arms. It's true. And then... Yeah, that was my, um, and you know what? You know what's good news? That's not really how I want to go out anymore. I think that's yeah. a sign of growth. Which is, well, because right, arguably you running home to want to die in your mom's arms should in some <laughs> ways be like, that would be the worst way for your mother to go out because she's realized she's raised a coward. Like, yeah. <laughs> no, I think here's the thing. I feel like she'd want me to run home and die in her arms. Well, right, right. The, the, which, you know. We'll get into that on another episode. Right, yeah. Right. But, um. No, but I actually, that's cool. I actually don't think that's what I want anymore. I but just want to go out quick. When it, if, it's, yeah. if it's, if it's, if it's of the world, I mean, we've talked about this, get hit by the asteroid, you know, versus. God, um, it's so horrifying to think about. Tsunami really dying. scares me. Yeah. Tsunami you know, used to always really. God, yeah. I have the, I have the tsunami dream a lot. I also had these dreams where these planes, I see it in the distance. I see that it's crashing. I go, holy shit. And then suddenly I realize like, wait, we're too close. Like we might be in danger here on the ground. And then I see the plane, it like hits the ground and it sort of bounces, like, like bounces like a, you know, 10,000 mm. feet or whatever. You know what I mean? It's sort of bouncing near me and it's diving for cover. Do you ever just watch 9-11 footage? I feel like I once like, a year I circle I like, back. 
Oh, I circle back. Yeah. Like right now there's a documentary that I was like, okay, I might get into that. Oh, um, I think on Hulu or something. Yeah. There's, I, I but there's, what it was. there's, I was I recently circle back. on YouTube. I circle back. It's good to circle back. There was some fucking footage that is so unbelievable of news of people on the ground. Um, there's like a 40 minute clip I watched. It was like utterly captivated of people, you know, the smoke cloud coming and these like people mm. running into a parking structure and like trying to like close. Oh, and yeah. it's like all, and of course it has, it immediately has like this romance of cinema because just the, the, the film itself, like it, it just, yeah. it feels, how could the recent, how could recent history feel so historical? Um, I mean, I just don't know what, what are they fucking shooting on? Like, I don't know. It's not film. They're not down there with film, right. but are they? It's, it's not digital. That's what's so, wild about that footage it doesn't have like the texture of like digital right of like they're not, the, the footage wasn't shot on iphones it wasn't shot on right? iphones but it, no because it was what it are was, we watching um, i think we're watching well i don't know what you're watching because that happened today you don't forget there's the french filmmakers who were who were like doing a documentary on a, a firehouse the day so remember that? shut up so these like two french firefighters like that's they had that film the, like they had a big major 9-11 film because they were already shooting they were already following these firefighters around how on that day. the hell have i not heard about that i mean i hope this is another thing that i've gotten wrong i mean it's like how can that anytime french firefighters french, making a film in america first of all like anytime like the frenchman i feel like wait where did this happen it was a murder thing it was Man, a, why i remember that it's another <laughs> of great course. doc <laughs> Is it a doc? I'm forgetting. I could see you doing yeah. that. Like, I, I, like, I can't explain it, it, but I can see I'm you up on that it. wire. You I'm know that I can tightrope walk, right? You what? I went to circus camp as a child. Jacqueline. I mean, actually, to be fair, I haven't done it in years, but I have the belief that I could do it then. I could do it now. I mean, I could still walk on stilts, so I assume it's the same. Do you have a fear of heights? No. You're rock climbing, you're tightrope walking. Well... This is the classic thing is that at circus camp, if you were good enough to be able to do it without a harness, which I was. They shot you okay. on site. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. They weren't trying to create their competition. And you in the show, you in the show, because they were real circus performers in the big, in the big show for the parents. Okay. And they rolled in like a, you know, a, they rolled in a television, played us like, like blurry footage of them you know, like in real, like French, again, French circuses. <laughs> yeah. And, uh, one of their names was Philippe or fantastic. And, uh, so I was, I was good at tightrope, tightrope. I, I always, because it was a child thing. I, I, it's like you with a laptop. It, I like, don't know if it's tightrope or tightrope and it's like, of course it's tightrope, yeah, yeah, totally. but like it still lives in me as tightrope. So, you know, I couldn't spell the thing, but sure. Could I work it? Oh. <laughs> okay. Beautiful. So anyway, there would be fans. You hold these fans that kind of help, you know, help you with the balance. So if you're good at it, you, you in the show, you were only, you got to go on the one that was three feet off the ground. Yeah, sure. Because your, your harness free. They're not going to throw you up there. Then yeah. they had this structure that had a tightrope on it that was like, you know, 20 feet off the ground. And the kids who had to be harnessed, okay, because they didn't have the balance, they got to go up on the high one. Oh. And look almost like they were doing it. Superpowers. 
but I mean, they, they, they get to look like stars when in yes. fact you're the one Meanwhile, on the I'm ground over on the left two feet off the ground doing the impossible doing well do you know what's this is doesn't that feel like a familiar metaphor folks ain't that yeah don't 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 it and then and then wait there's something deeply related there so we went up on the rock okay and there's these these guides that do these programs for kids they they have a quality to them not like the counselor type but the one that's like this is the rock coming climbing guy and he's coming in he's an older guy he's coming in for three days he does this you know every week new crop of kids he has his funny lines right yeah so we go up there with him it's like we're in little groups I'm with him and like a couple other kids and he pulls a goddamn prank what yes we're up on a ledge no now you know so with the rock climbing right for those who don't understand you climb you know you're tethered (laughs) and you climb up you know 10 feet on belay. And you hook. Yeah. Belay on, climbing, climb on. And then you hook your carabiner to a little stud that's up there that the previous person laid there. Or you, we we couldn't have been pounding studs into the mountain. They must have, I don't know, click. So you're, you're always basically only at risk of falling as far as the last time you hooked in. Yeah. Nonetheless. Okay. We're on a ledge and I feel like we're not hooked into anything at that moment. Like, but... We're there and he's like, he does this joke where he's got this big pile of rope and he's like, I'm going to hand this to you, to this other kid. And he's like, if you drop it, like we're fucked basically. Okay. And so he, he hands the pile over to the kid, but it's in such a way that the kid believes he's holding it, it, but it's attached, but piled in the rope is the rope that isn't attached. Basically the point is like hands it to the kid and it immediately falls and it's not not the kid's fault set up to fall. Falls like, you know, 200 feet. That's And we all panic. And then he like says like, you know, just kidding. Just kidding. Is that not a fucking asshole? There's not enough acknowledgement of the danger in pranks because (laughs) pranks assume pranksters, fun loving people are not necessarily the same people who have an, who have a brilliant uh, insight into into human behavior, okay? Some do, okay? But you ever see like a prank, like like those pranks gone wrong? You know, someone jumps out of a dumpster to scare someone in a monster costume and then like the person that's scared just immediately like pops them in the face? Oh, yeah, okay. Or like what if that kid screamed and jumped off the cliff? Like, Absolutely, or suffered a heart attack. Wait, I have to pause because I really have to pee. That's fine. So sorry. And then we have to go to break because we're in our final quadrant. Well, trimester. Hacks is back for season three, and so is the official Hacks podcast. In each episode, Hacks creators Lucia and Yellow, Paul W. Downs, and Jen Statsky speak with cast and crew members to unpack the Emmy-winning comedy series. You'll hear Hannah Einbinder and Gene Smart speak to their on-screen dynamic, along with Hacks writer and actor Pat Regan, on how their improv experience helped them when shooting scenes and what it was like writing scripts for specific actors. You'll also hear from crew members like the costume designers on what it was like creating the world that Deborah and Ava inhabit. Hear stories from the show's writer's room, on-set antics, and more. Watch Hacks streaming exclusively on Max and listen to the official Hacks podcast on Max or wherever you get your podcasts. I'm Katia Adler, host of The Global Story. Over the last 25 years, I've covered conflicts in the Middle East, political and economic crises in Europe, drug cartels in Mexico. 
Now I'm covering the stories behind the news all over the world in conversation with those who break it. Join me Monday to Friday to find out what's happening, why, and what it all means. Follow the global story from the BBC wherever you listen to podcasts. This is it, your moment. This is your time to make your comeback with Purdue Global. When you come back with a Purdue Global degree, you create opportunity for yourself, your family, and your future. It's a degree you can be proud of, a degree that employers will trust and respect. Purdue Global offers working adults like you over 175 flexible degree programs to meet your specific career goals. These include associate, bachelor's, master's, and doctoral degrees and certificates. Purdue Global degree programs range from nursing to business to communication and more. Whatever your interest, we have the degree that will move you forward. You have the knowledge. You have the experience. Now it's time to get credit for the work you've done and earn the recognition you deserve with Purdue Global, Purdue's online university for working adults. You know you're worth it. We do too. So don't wait another second to get the degree that will take your career to the next level. Start your comeback today at purdueglobal.edu. Looking for some amazing TV to stream? Sink into your couch and indulge with the hits on Hulu you can't miss. We're talking some of the greatest comedies of all time, absolute must-watch shows. Dive in with Barney, Ted, Robin, and the crew in How I Met Your Mother. All nine seasons of How I Met Your Mother are now streaming on Hulu. Don't want to find out how he met their mother? Then go back with the Dunphys, the Pritchetts, and the Pritchett-Tuckers in Modern Family. Start over with the Roses on Schitt's Creek. And see what's up in the Kyle household, in My Wife and Kids. We're talking every episode and every season of these shows. We're talking huge hits streaming on Hulu whenever you're in the mood. Can you even watch all this? We think so. Head on over to Hulu and start streaming today. Now we're talking. The best conversations I have with my colleagues are the ones that happen when no one is looking, when we're not 100% sure yet what to write. Hopefully, having conversations like this can help you figure out your own point of view. That's kind of our job as Washington Post opinions columnists. I'm Charles Lane, Deputy Opinion Editor. And I'm Amanda Ripley, a contributing columnist. We're going to bring you into these conversations on a new podcast called Impromptu. Follow Impromptu now, wherever you listen. And we're back. Question for you. Yeah. I'm about to go out to I have a, a lunch with a friend. Do, do you find splitting the bill to be gauche? I do not. Do you know what I mean? Sometimes like yeah. I struggle with this. Versus the you'll get me next time, I'll get you next time. Well, because I had a I had a um near nervous breakdown a few weeks ago. I had dinner with someone. It was our first time having dinner together. Uh oh god. Okay. And I was like, you know what? I'm gonna get this. Okay. And then regretted and it. And she protested. You know, she was like, no, like, what are you talking about? Like, and I, you know, I know. Let me, let me be a big, uh, let me bring out the big guns here. Let me feel special. Let me, let me pick it up. Right. And then on the way home, I, and this is like post pandemic <laughs> of like social anxiety, like took over. And I was like, was that weird of me to insist on paying? Like, of course not. But for some reason it haunted me. And then today I'm like going to this, this brunch and I'm like, Shouldn't I, should I, should we split it? You know, I'm already getting anxious. It's crazy. Well, I think it's, I mean, I, I, unfortunately <laughs> it's deeply case by case, you know, it's <laughs> like if, case. if I feel like, you know, in our, in our world, yeah, like 
we are, you know, <laughs> it's at funny. times dead ass broke, right? Yes. Or of like, no, if so one person, broke, listen, if one person's broke and the other one like randomly has showbiz money coming in. Hundred like, percent. And, and by like, the way, we're the same. I just happen to have money coming in. I've actually been horrified by yeah. a someone at least ten years older than me who has, you know, owns their home, very rich, splitting a bill with me. I'm like, go to fucking hell. Right. Like, like you should be practiced at. Like I, if I were like, here I am. I own my home. I own my life. And I'm yeah. going, I would be like thrilled to be like, I'll pick up the bill for this person. <laughs> like, you know, like first you have to own your home before you can even own your life. Like, <laughs> like I have enough money to own my home, but in yeah. a couple of years I'm going to own my life. Oh, but, here, but here's what made me laugh. But sometimes it's about like not insulting you. Yeah, we're right, right. Like I know that you don't have the money that I have, but you're, you're doing okay. No, but listen to this just now. I was like, oh, well, this person, I never got them a wedding present. <laughs> Oh I was God. just picking up, so I'm like, I never, like, imagine if I pick up, I go, I never got you a wedding gift. They're I like, think that's funny. They're like, they're like, oh, you paid, so you're spending, you know, $30 right. on me. When you're like, and then and, and you get the bill and, and then you go, you go, and then you go, I made out like a bandit, I guess, or something. Right, right, right. No, but that's what's so sick. Or I like, can't pretend this is a wedding present. Well, I think it's funny. I never got you a wedding present. And then you go, and I wasn't planning on spending more than 30 <laughs> like, hey, it's, it's it's two more of your fucking wine glasses off your registry. Right. God, the registry and the like, oh, somebody's getting into baking. Of course. There's nothing more naked than a registry. I've, don't you love to find, I love to find people's wedding register, registries of people I know, but Against don't their will. know well. Oh yeah, they're easy. I've like found. Did you just Google their names? Yeah, honey. Oh my if God. people are really on Instagram, like really. You know, you find people that you went to school with or that you remain oh, fascinated yeah. by because for whatever reason, you just type in the names. There it goes. You're on the registry. I found a um, wow. a, teen, a a girl who in middle school called me Gay Kate, Pete, <laughs> referred to me as Gay Kate, and the name spread like a wildfire. Um, <laughs> it's one of the funniest things well, that's with, ever with happened. With wit that, with wit that, with wit that alluring... How could it not? Yeah. Um, I found her wedding registry. <laughs> and she, let me tell you, ooh, mama, she had like these wine glasses that unfortunately were exquisite, but they were like $150, like a glass. Like no. I'm not exaggerating, like maybe 120 They were over $100 a oh glass. Oh my God. And I was like, this fucking bitch. Now what made them cost that? And I don't mean that. They like- were beautiful. They, oh no, but so they were like art, they were like hand blown in some weird way. And they were like, each one had their own little flourish. I don't know if I want it. I don't know what I want. I don't know if I would want the hand blown. Hand blown. It sounds like what I'm describing is like a Key West hell, like blub, bubbles, like, <laughs> like, like that's not what I'm talking about. Like where the, there's bubbles no, in I'm the sure glass. It was, beautiful. it was something gorgeous. Hey, speaking of, um, big purchases, I stayed in last night to avoid, uh, to, you know, flatten the curve. And, yeah. um, God, that phrase has disappeared. It sure has. And it was I huge last year. purchased an area rug for my living room, Jacqueline. Uh, Cause as we so know, my exciting. new couch has changed my life. I sent you the photo. Actually, I don't believe you responded or I sent you the Are link. You joking? I sent you the link cause I got excited. Like, of course right I responded. I Did you, what'd you say? Oh, I thought I, no, I'm saying that because you sent me an eBay link. Yeah. And you're like, I just bought this. 
and it seemed like reasonably priced, like 300 bucks or something. It was definitely more than that, but it was, um, it was infinitely, not infinitely more. It was more than that, but it was on sale. I went to this and this felt like an act of God because I went onto the Etsy store. I had been looking at this rug and it goes sale for for another, yeah, it was like on sale for another four hours, half off. Funny, I didn't get a, I didn't get a text saying this is your chance to get this deal. Okay. I want all texts anytime a deal is seen. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But it's um, it's kind of a blue, purplish tone. Kind of a big swing for me. Wow. So it has like a subtle shag, Moroccan. I went for it. And it was this, because the old me would have, the old me, but I took out the tape measure. This felt to me like a huge triumph. Took out the tape measure. Yes. And, and actually measured, I, I ended up getting nine by 10, if you can believe it. I can. You got, you, 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 you got to go, go big. big. And I, I mean, I only buy like, I don't, I've never bought an expensive rug, but our true rug. Particularly given the discount, I had to jump on it. But uh, normally I would freeze and go, I need to like, I need to consult more people. I need to really think about this. Can I really handle a blue rug? Like that feels. Oh, you can. You know, what color is that? Is it blue? It's kind of purplish, whatever. Took the plunge because there's a, there's a quote. This has always haunted me. It was in The Sopranos. I think I talked about it. Or the, no, more is lost by indecision than the wrong decision, which haunts me every waking moment. You can't, yeah, it, it's a, it, and then you'll know what that feels like and it's not that big a deal. It's not that you know big a I mean? fucking deal. You'll it's deal like, with it. You'll, you'll experience, you'll have that life experience. You'll, maybe one day you'll love it. Hate it in there. Wait. <laughs> <laughs> okay, or you quickly sell it off yeah. for slightly, you know, less. You consider it, it was a $50 trial and you just throw it on offer up. Or more, or more. I make a killing. More you make a killing. Off. And... You can say a scene on Poog and, um, oh my God, that's right. And I, everyone I try will have your address. It. I try to sell it off to the Poog listeners. Yeah. Hold on. I want to say a couple of things. One, the yes. reason I gasped because I felt like bad because like you sent, I, you sent me, so you sent me a link. You're like, I just bought this rug and I, I must've misread it as eBay. And even though eBay is filled with new products, whatever, I just go secondhand. I go secondhand, mm. even after the moths. <laughs> that was my response okay and you were like no it's custom okay and I was like okay good I just briefly was like like doubting you like that you were of like course. like that you brought these things on yourself you know what I mean you're about to do it again I have to say that yesterday I was thinking about the moths and I was like this profound um I felt proud because I was like you know what I figured it out myself I remember the flesh flies folks they're gone <laughs> okay and then rats in the basement the rat guy came Sealed up the house. Oh, that's wonderful. Again, never has a rat been in my home, but they're in the basement. And it just, we've talked about this, but the tasks that you fear when you actually start chipping away at them, it's euphoria. Yeah, it's euphoria. And and the way that the fear is outsized to the task, similarly (gasps) is the euphoria outsized when you then then do it. It's astonishing the energy it can free up. Fuck. I mean, when you just, yeah. I wanted to say... No, this is just a just this is a moment before we leave that um, at my show the other night there were three maybe two or three poog hags I faintly saw in the back row they had made their own sweatshirts. Oh my god, so beautiful! And it was like I think and I winked at them from the stage. Yeah, you got to. There, there was a gal but who I never got to acknowledge, but she was in her own poog hag sweatshirt in the front row. I couldn't see it from the stage, but my tour manager alerted me, and oh. um. Now, if they start trying to sell them, that's a problem. <laughs> so, so then the other scariest thing was just when it was time to rappel down. 
you think climbing the oh, rock's yeah. scary. Here we go. In order to, in order to have a firm, to, to not just like be bobbing against the mountain, you have to lean back. You can picture oh, that, right? I remember that. I remember that from oh, right. my, from at the rock, at the rock climbing gym alone. Terrifying. So you have to lean all the way back to oh. be secure. So it's one of those, you're safer when you let go things, you know, like, oh, if you clench, you're less safe, but clenching is obviously the, the natural instinct. It's like those things where you have to, where it's like for security, you have to let go is just shocking. It's almost like, oh. um, like avoiding a belly flop. It's very spiritual. You have to like go hard. <laughs> you have to go harder to avoid the belly flop. Wait, what do you mean? Into the pool? Yeah. Like, like back dive. Can you do a back dive? What do you think? Doll. <laughs> No. Well, you have these like interesting areas. Okay. No, thank you. I do feel that I am like a hidden athlete. Oh, absolutely. It's so easy to picture. Diving, but flips for me, I get dizzy easily (laughs) and water in the ears. I start to panic around that kind of stuff. Water in the ears, nothing happens. This is hysterical. All right. I'm going to teach you how to do a back dive. It will involve me having to relearn myself. Okay. Remember the courage. But right. I mean, you have to fly backwards, right? And arch your back. Like it's utter faith, right? And if you panic oh and sort of don't go, oh, right. then, then you land then hard then on your back, trouble. right? Yeah. So it's like, it's that, it's, it's that, yeah, it's like anything like that where we're, we're clenching, hesitating. Oh, you know, it's another one. I remember learning this. Do you remember learning to drive? And like the first time you learned to like change lanes, I felt like mm-hmm. I remember like like slowing down like to such a degree like because it felt oh, like right. you're moving horizontally versus vertically. It's more, or, it's more dangerous to slow down. Right. Yeah. And it's like, no, keep the pace up and just turn the wheel and roll over. I felt like I just stopped the car in order to then move laterally. You know what I mean? Yeah. No, I understand. No, it takes a, it's a skill. I always over explain. I, I don't know. I don't know why. Do you love driving? Yeah. As you know, I was shocked that you even drove. I've driven all over this country. I've never seen you drive. I know. 13 hours <laughs> never... to go to certain gigs, literally. A one-nighter in Topeka, Kansas, Jeremiah Bullfrogs. I've ne- oh my God. I know. I've never seen you behind the wheel. I know. And meanwhile, like... We're going to get behind the wheel. You know what we're going to yeah. do when we take Poog on the yeah. road? Imagine us in the car. Okay, we're not going to do it. But I was like, imagine we decorate the car with Poog. No, <laughs> like, I think we... Little uh, tour well, yeah, I think it would have to be at that point, you know... Right. It's like if we're going to be, if it's going to be visibly the thing, then it has to be a very highly secured tour bus. Of course, we'd have to have our names very secured. Be, have you ever been in a tour bus like and slept in one? Naked? What? What'd you say? No, I said, have you ever been in a tour bus and slept in one? Oh, of course. I was on tour. Are you kidding me? I was on, I opened for Father John Misty uh, in whatever year that was. And I was on a tour bus for a month. I think it was 33 days, in fact. Well. And I slept every, and by the way, had so much anxiety about leading up to it. Because I was like, what do I bring in? Oh my God, I'm going to be living on the bus. Where are you going to go to the bathroom? All men, one woman, but she's in the back. Like, like I was going to be sleeping in the coffin, in yeah. the cubbies with like the tour manager, the guitarist, like the, the people. And I. In steerage, so to speak. Fucking not the happiest I've ever been in my life. You loved it. Fucking loved it. In the coffin, in my little bunk bed coffin. In heaven. 
I stayed, I stayed in a, I was in one of those cubbies for like a couple nights on the road once. And, um, there was a little plug, like an outlet inside of it. Uh-huh. And that was everything to me. Do you know what I mean? Oh yeah. Like baby. you're in there with your phone, you're plugged it, you're charging. It was, I had, again, it's like a, a coffin, right? It was like a little curtain. You're Heaven. in there. I had a stack of books mm. that I barely touched due to the ADD by my head. I had, I remember at night cause I, my, I was so fixated ahead of the tour of like, how am I going to like, cause I love bathing so much, you know? And I, and I love that. And mm. I was like, I mean, I washing my face in the horrifying bus sink, you know, oh, wow. but, but I was, I was free. I mean, restriction really does create freedom. Like I was completely, Oh, I mean, I remember on the final day, single tear, our final day of tour was also the day Lou Reed died, mm. I think. And I remember single tear falling down my cheek. <laughs> I didn't want it to, I didn't want it to end. And that was when Neutrogena face wipes changed my life because I, my skin was unbelievable. My skin was so good on that tour. Was it the joy? Was it the lack of water? That's one thing I've been thinking about is overwatering the face. It's a little scary. It's a little scary. Water is, water is death. Yeah. My sister once met a woman who had absolutely incredible skin. She was in her seventies or something. I mean, this is how I remember (gasps) it. It might be kind of wrong. Oh, no. Never lets water touch your face. Stop, 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 stop. I believe it. Okay. I'm almost... No, no. I was about to be like, I vow to not let water touch my face for a month. See yeah. what happens now. Because I'm in the shower. But to not... It might take longer. You could still do it. You could still not... I think we should avoid it. I think we should avoid it. I think like... But then how do you... True uh, cleansing. I don't get it. Okay. I have to go. Oh fuck! Wait, hold on a second. I know you have to go, but there was. I just want to drop something that because I, I was dying that before I forget now, even if it's for next time. I switched. Oh, I know what it is. All right, can yeah. I do it in one minute? Because I think it's worth it. Yeah, go. So I loved the cubby on the tour bus. However, I had profound anxiety about not being seatbelted. There's no seatbelt in the coffin cubby no. sleep holes. No, and that really freaked wild. me out. Freaked me out because I feel like again, it's this thing where, you know you know, like, oh, this is how it happens. People think they're invincible because they're on tour. And then, and yeah. then, so I couldn't really sleep. And then I got out of my, my thing at one point and I sort of rolled into the, the front area and I became convinced that the driver was masturbating. <laughs> <laughs> I was looking at him, I saw some motions and movements and I, and I'm like, first I'm like, is he falling asleep? Is he nodding off? Okay. Cause I felt like we were sort of Terrifying. roaming and, you know, um, drifting. I thought I saw us drifting yeah. on this highway kind of into their lane, <laughs> but it could be like that strategic sort of drifting where like there's no one on the road. And so he's just making the angles, not quite as, I mean, you should stay in your goddamn lane nonetheless, but you, do you know what I mean? Making the angles of the curves. Not quite yes. Like, and I just, and so I was like, <coughs> I was like, <coughs> I was like, <coughs> I was like, long night or something like, like just very trying to make my presence known and hoping that he would like. You know, and then it almost became the question and like, these are pros. This guy is a pro. He's been doing this for fucking 30 years. You know what I mean? Like, oh yeah. But I just, I don't know. I really, I really was afraid. And then I felt like I had to stay up and chat with him. Listen, I similarly, I remember when I was doing that tour, the tour bus driver who was, fuck, what was his name? God damn it. It was like bear or hawk (laughs) or something. And he was like, he, he had been, he had hit all his tour bands. Yes all his tour, like, um, lanyards, like he had toured, you know, for like Ozzy, like back when, like he was a grizzled, like grizzled, 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 Grizzled. Jesus Christ. Read a fucking book, Kate. And, um, 
They're both good words and you knew them both. Uh huh. Anyway, he was, and I'm, but I was like looking at him, I was like, my life is in your hands, which is what's, what's the truth. And I'll just say briefly, I recently had a bit of a argument, not exactly, not the word, but I recently had to confront a Lyft driver because in a ter- he was falling asleep. Oh, wow. It was terrifying. That's really disturbing. We, we, were, we were at a stoplight. I was looking out the window <laughs> and I saw his head kind of go down and I thought, oh, he's like looking at yeah, something and the light changed. Oh no. And he didn't move. And then the car behind honked and I saw his head jut up and he went. And so I thought, oh, maybe he was distracted. Yeah. I mean, that's still not great. But, but then it happened to fucking again. I saw him. We, were, we weren't even on a stoplight. It was just some traffic. And I saw his eyes. And then I kind of moved my head. His fucking eyes were closed. Blinking, blinking and, and I said to him like, hey, I was like, if you're really tired, like you got to let me know. Oh my God. You know, and I tried to, I was, I was like, I understand. Like you're just, you're tired. Like it happens, but like you have to tell me. Cause you don't want him to g- start defending. Like you don't want him to start being like, no, no exactly. I'm, I'm like, you, I'm like, just, yes, you're overworked. Like just fucking let me know that you are, that you're falling wow. asleep. And, we, and he, he, he denied it. Oh. He denied it, which it made me, and Less I was safe. like, I was like, I'm watching you. Did you say I was that? like, I can see that you're falling asleep. Yes. No, I like, I'm I was blown away by this. Good for you. No, I absolutely confronted him. I was like, I can see that you're falling asleep. So you need to either tell me that I'm going to get out right here on this corner or, and then of course, so then I was, but then, you know, he, he denied, denied. And then he like kind of snapped to it and then was awake. And then he was like, are you going to give me a low rating? And like, we got into it and I was like, no, I'm not. But like, if you're feeling tired, like, right. Yeah. No, I think that's right. Like you don't have to, you don't have to penalize him. But you could say like, no. you just, I, you can't do this, sir. Yeah, like this is fucking insane. Okay, I have All to right. go. Love you. I love you so much. That was Poog. If you enjoyed Poog, please subscribe, rate, and review. If not, we will press charges. I'm Katia Adler, host of The Global Story. Over the last 25 years, I've covered conflicts in the Middle East, political and economic crises in Europe, drug cartels in Mexico. Now I'm covering the stories behind the news all over the world in conversation with those who break it. Join me Monday to Friday to find out what's happening, why, and what it all means. Follow The Global Story from the BBC wherever you listen to podcasts. Whether you're a savvy spender maximizing your savings with cashback rewards, a thrifty rate watcher seeking the lowest interest, or a travel enthusiast looking for extraordinary perks, Kemba Financial Credit Union has a visa to complement your lifestyle and unique needs. Apply today at Kemba.org to unlock a limited time 2% cashback on purchases and pay 0% interest on balance transfers for an entire year with a new visa from Kemba. You deserve a card that works for you. Restrictions apply. Offer ends June 30th, 2024. This show is sponsored by BetterHelp. It's a simple truth. No matter who you are, mental health challenges can affect you and how you manage them can make all the difference. That's why everyone should have access to mental health support that meets them where they are and helps them get through. BetterHelp provides online therapy on your schedule. It's flexible, simple to use, and more affordable than in-person therapy. Connect with a licensed therapist selected just for you. Learn more at BetterHelp.com. That's BetterHelp.com.
Zumo Play is your destination for endless entertainment. With a diverse lineup of 350 plus live channels, movies, and full TV series, you'll easily find something to watch right away. And the best part? It's all free. Love music? Get lost in the 90s with iHeart 90s. Dance away with hip-hop beats and more on the iHeart Radio music channels. No logins, no signups, no accounts, no hassle. So what are you waiting for? Start streaming at play.xumo.com or download from the app and Google Play stores today. All you can stream with Zumo Play. Xfinity has free premium networks for everyone this month, no matter what kind of entertainment you love. Addicted to true crime? Catch killer cases and more spine-tingling shows on A&E Crime Central. Crave adventure? Explore Asian action movies on Hayah. Searching for something extreme? Check out skating, snowboarding, and more on Fuel TV Plus, the global home of action sports. And find crowd-pleasing bops on iHeartRadio's Hit Nation playlist. There's new free shows and movies to love every week. Say free this week in your Xfinity voice remote.